Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the Vineyard. We're happy you're here. If you're online, put a little something something in the chat telling us you're here. And uh, it's about to be a good time. Just a couple of announcements for you. Announcement number one, I'm here. I hope you're here too. If you're not, then there's no way you could possibly be watching this video. And then this just doesn't make any sense. So you're here. All right, we've got one more youth. That's this Wednesday, September 7th at 6.30 p.m. Don't come at 8.30. Don't come at 4.30. 6.30. That's for middle schoolers and high schoolers. I don't know what age group that is, but uh, if you are them or if you're one of them, you know who you are. All right, next up, we've got the baptism. That's September 10th at 9 a.m. That's at Bay Honda. Again, I think it's Bahia Honda. People call it Bay Honda. I don't really know what, what the real one is, but you know, that's all right. No. Sign up on the app. I don't think we're doing pen and paper anymore, so you sign up on the app. As Pastor Steve says, baptism is a biblical non-negotiable. Uh, so make sure you come if you haven't done that yet. It's going to be a great time. I bet you're wondering how I got here. Me too. Men's group, starting this Tuesday night at 6.30. It's going to be every Tuesday instead of every Monday. For about 116 years, it's been happening on Monday nights, but we're changing it up. And if for some reason you can't make it in person, it'll be available over Zoom so you can be there live and participate. And last up on the list, we have Night Watch. That's September 21st at 6.30. Don't ask me why I keep pointing out the ground. It's just fun. So September 21st, 6.30 p.m. Uh, that's where we come. We do some worship, um, prayer. There's a little bit of intercession, um, things like that. Gives us all a chance to be with one another and seek God. Um, on a different level, a little bit different than, you know, the weekend services. So come on out. Um, it'll change your life. I'll be there, and I hope you're there too. Thanks so much for coming to church, whether it's tonight, tomorrow, next year, three years from now, in the year 2072 and a half. I'm happy you're here. Everybody's happy you're here. If you're here, come give me a handshake. We'll do a little, you know, something like that. And uh, let's get ready for church. Hey everybody online, welcome. Glad to have you with us this morning getting ready to go. And uh, worship has been awesome, so uh, it'll be even better now that you're here. And then we're back into our series on the fight. And uh, we're going to talk about keeping our eye on the prize. Pastor Doug's going to preach, so look forward to that. Get your Bibles, get some coffee, get comfortable. Here we go. Woo! Good morning, everyone. Good morning. It is great to see all your faces and hear your voices, see all the conversations going on in the room and friendships and relationships growing. It's good stuff. Hope you're enjoying some coffee also. I might get some after this service. It's good coffee. Yeah. All right. I'm going to tell you guys what we'll be attempting to do in case you didn't know. We start things off with communion. Pastor Fran is going to lead us through that in just a minute. After communion, we'll have our time of worship, and then Pastor Georgina will come up and lead any kids who'd like to join her through a Bible verse. We'll dismiss them to their Sunday school classrooms, and then we'll have our time in the Word with Pastor Doug today. We are in the fight, part eight, and uh, yes, yay. Eight. I had to count real quick. I was going to say, get the right number. That's get about the right as high number. as a musician can count. Yeah, that's eight. it. Yeah, yeah. eight. There's, it's like counting four twice. As far as Western music goes. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, before we begin any of that, let's pray. Holy Spirit, would you come? We're here for you, Papa. 
And we are so thankful that you meet us anywhere and anytime that we ask. Help us to keep our hearts opened, our ears opened. You have good things to teach us today, Papa. We want to be good receivers of your word. And we want your word to change us. So we say yes. Papa, would you make it so? We love you so much. And we join with all the churches around the world where your gospel is preached with this collect. Almighty and eternal God, you are always more ready to hear than we are to pray. And you are willing to give more than we desire or deserve. Pour out your mercy upon us forgiving us those things that cause us to feel guilty and giving us those good things for which we are not worthy to ask, except through the intercession of Jesus Christ, your son and our Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Fran. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and he broke it, saying, this is my body given for you. Take and eat in remembrance of me. Same matter to the cup. So last night of the Passover celebration, cups of plagues and sanctification important, celebrated. Jesus took the third cup, which cup redemption. He said, this is my blood poured out for you. Drink this in remembrance of me. There with his friends that night, Jesus gave us a lasting ordinance, remembrance we call communion, the Lord's Supper. He said, from now on, we get together and partake in this meal. I want to remember me. Says so friends gather this morning, we too can partake of this meal. The bread and the cup, the Bible of the Lord. We remember, give thanks. Remember all Jesus said and done and promised to do. Remember his willingness to go to the cross on our behalf. Remember how he died and rose again. One member with awe and thanksgiving that he's coming back soon. So on this table are the elements of communion, the bread and the cup, the Bible of the Lord. The table is open this morning to all who believe. It says we worship and you feel led by the Spirit. Go eat, drink, remember, and give thanks. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Pastor Fran. We're going to enter now into our time of worship, and I'd encourage us all to sing out joyfully uh, and with great fervor in our hearts. We're going to have the words on the screen, so it's really easy to sing along with. You're welcome to sit, but stand if you're able. He inhabits the praises of his people. Your house, your place, our praise becomes your house, your place, our praise becomes your house, your place, our praise becomes your house, your place.
walked across the pages of time He who made every living thing Behold Him He who heard humanity's cry Left His throne to wake as a child He became like the least of us
It is well. 
so thankful for this time of worship in your presence and what you've done for us. And Lord, as we're here in your presence, I'd ask that you be with us as we prepare to study your word. Lord God, would you anoint the words that are spoken, that are taught? Use use these words today to stir up our hearts towards you. And Holy Spirit, I'd ask that you'd be with those working with our children. God, anoint them. Give them everything that they need to show all the kids your wonderful love for them, oh God. You are so good, Lord. We love you and we thank you. And it's in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. And amen. And I missed a button here. I'm sorry, crew. So we're going to have to wait a second. And then with the lighting scene, the spotlights are going to go whoosh. Like, watch this. Whoosh. Good morning. Pastor Georgina, please. Hi, boys and girls. So excited to have you today. Well, today's true story comes to us from the book of 1 Kings, and that's in the Old Testament part of our Bible, the first part of our Bible. And the book of 1 Kings tells us about the kings of Israel and the kings of Judah and the prophets, right, that called them into repentance, right, called them to turn from sin and towards God. And today we find King Jeroboam, right, who's in, who is king of the northern kingdom. He has a problem. You see, the people of God have to go to Jerusalem, right, if they want to worship the Lord in the temple, right? And he's like, oh, no, if they go there, right, they're going to they're gonna go back. Oh, are you okay, baby? They're going to go back to their old king, King Rehoboam, right? Yes, so he decides to make two golden calves, right? And he tells the people, these golden calves, right, these gods, right, they are the ones that took you out of Egypt, right? Worship them. And that is so wrong, right? That is sinful, right? Because the two calves did not rescue God's people from Egypt, right? The Lord God rescued God's people from Egypt, right? So one day while King Jeroboam is getting ready to offer a sacrifice to these false gods, a man, the man, a man of God appeared, right? He was a prophet and he had a message from the Lord for them, right? And when he saw the altar, he cried out to the altar and said, this. He said, every leader, right, that has sacrificed on this altar, God will punish. And a sign that this will happen is that the altar will be split in two and all of the ashes will be poured out, right, that it will be destroyed. And guess what? King Jeroboam was really angry. He was so angry. And he stretched out his hand and pointed to to the man of God and said, arrest this man, right? And guess what happened to his hand? His hand shriveled up and he could not stretch it out, right? So then in 1 Kings 13, 6, it tells us what happened. The king cried out to the man of God. He said, please ask the Lord your God to restore my hand again. And so the man of God prayed to the Lord and, right, and God restored. 
And the king was. All right, guys. So the man of God prayed to the Lord, right? And the king's hand was restored, and then he could stretch it out again. But guess what? Even after that happened, still King Jeroboam, he still did evil in the sight of the Lord. He did not obey the Lord. And because of his sins, his kingdom would be destroyed one day. Yes. And that shows us, right, how sin separates us from the Lord, right, from God. But Jesus came, yeah, but Jesus came to bring us back to God. And Jesus is the true king who died for our sins, right, so that we could be forgiven. And guess what? His kingdom will never end. Isn't that exciting? Yes. Yes. Good. Awesome. All right. So now are you guys ready to to repeat the Bible verse after me? Okay. All with one voice. Okay. First Kings 13.6. The king cried out to the man of God, please ask the Lord your God to restore my hand again. Excellent job, boys and girls. Awesome job, children. They will all receive a sticker. Some of the stickers said, Taco about Jesus. Love that. Uh, Before Pastor Georgina prays for the kids, uh, we want to do something fun. We're saying happy birthday. It's Wesley's eighth birthday today. Is that right? Number eight. You got to smile a little bit. We're going to sing. No, okay. You don't have to. It's fine. We're still going to sing anyway. So here, sing with me. Here we go. Happy birthday to you. All right, now, Pastor Georgina, would you please pray for these kids? Yes, sir. All right, guys, let's pray, and then we go to class, okay? Okay, ready? One, two, three. Father in heaven, I thank you so much for our children, Lord God. I pray for them, Lord God, to know you and love you with all of their hearts, Lord God. And I pray, Lord God, that they will follow you all the days of their lives, Lord God. Thank you for your love. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor Georgina. Great job, kids. They're going to have a tremendous time at Kids Church. Yes, you need the the microphone there. Well, welcome back again, church. Great to see you guys. I'm so excited to uh, be up here having the opportunity to share. Uh, Before we jump in, little little bit of uh, of church keeping. It's not really well. It is housekeeping, but uh, it's not cleaning. Uh, the the other The other night, we watched a movie, and in one of the scenes, they go. Housekeeping! Now that's what it made. Okay. Anyway, random thought. Bonus points if you remember what movie that was. Man, she didn't miss a beat. Few, few things of housekeeping. Tonight at 6.30 p.m., uh, our dear friends Brady and Jessica are here. They're visiting. 
they are missionaries. They're on the other side of the world doing tremendous work for the kingdom, and they'll be here tonight. Uh, my parents will interview them up here. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a great time of hearing testimonies, and I'm sure they got some amazing stories of what's going on there. So that's tonight. It's, it's live only. We're not live streaming it. It'll be in-house only. So you won't want to miss that tonight at 6.30. Also, coming up this Saturday at Baya Honda. We, we locals pronounce it Baya Honda, Brandon. We... <laughs> <laughs> but it does look like Bahia Honda. Anyway, how did Honda get that sponsorship? I don't know. I always wondered that. That was, that was lame, wasn't it? This Saturday, we will be baptizing. We'll be there at 9 a.m. Uh, this is a new feature we have. You can actually sign up to get baptized on the app. It's just your name, contact info, t-shirt size. Sign up. This is a great time of year to get baptized because the water is nice and warm. It's about as warm as it gets. If you wait till December, it will be much less warm. Uh, you know, if you ever wanted to hear, you know, those of us on staff sort of, that, wait till December. But And, and, and baptism is so cool. It's, it's this saying that I am a part of God's family Publicly, it's a public declaration of something we've already done on the inside. It's it's a non-negotiable, like my dad says. We got to do it. So, if you have not done yet, or you just want one to remember, uh, come and join us. Sign up on the app. If this is your first time here, welcome. Uh, this is for you. Uh, this is a Connect Card QR code. Uh, you can open up your phone's camera app and scan it. It will take you to a link that has a little form where you'll give us some basic info. Uh, we just want to get to know you a little better. Uh, th- that's it. I remember years ago we had the, the paper connect card, and that was my line. We want to get to know you better, but we do. Uh, we want to get in touch with you. Uh, so great opportunity to do so up there. And if it is your first time, we have a gift for you back in guest services. Is that right, Alicia? Yes. Uh, the other night we were cleaning up after the event and I thought it was just a bag and it wasn't just a bag. So I kind of dropped it on the floor and we, we, we lost one. It was only one singular gift. The, the coffee mug was less of a mug and more of a, a Lego set. So, <laughs> Also, uh, during this part of the service, we, we like to pray for our community. We, we pray for our neighbors And uh, we're encouraging you guys as you go on in your day-to-day lives to be praying for your neighbors. Pray for those who live around the homes around yours. And let's pray corporately for our community together. Holy Spirit, would you you come again? You're so faithful to show up, God. We love you. We worship you. We're so thankful, God, for this awesome place that we get to call home. The splendor of your creation is just awesome. Uh, you know, help us to never take for granted that we get to see, see two big bodies of water, Lord. It's amazing. You're, you're awesome, Lord. And Lord, right now I lift up the inhabitants of these islands to you. I pray for Big Pine. I pray for all the neighboring keys from Key West to Key Largo, Lord. Be with those who live here. We want to see your kingdom break through in the Florida Keys, that people would know something's up in the Florida Keys because you're here, God. Bring renewal. Bring revival. Bring breakthrough. We want to see hundreds and thousands come to know you as their Lord and Savior. Bring your kingdom on these keys. And Lord God, I pray for the churches that neighbor ours who are proclaiming your gospel and and doing your kingdom work. Lord, I'd ask that you'd bless them. Bless them mightily for your kingdom, God. Give them every resource, provision, and person that they need to fulfill the missions that you've called them to, God. You're so good, Lord. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. So it's very exciting to be a part of the fight now, getting to share. Uh, my dad, you know, he's done a tremendous job uh, these last weeks of uh, starting this series. And there's things that he went over that, uh, you know, we probably wouldn't hear at too many other churches on a Sunday morning. Anyway, we heard them at, at Bibles. That, you know, we were talking about the Nephilim and the Elohim. I was like, this is really, this is good, good stuff. So uh, it's exciting to be a part here in round eight. We should have called these rounds. But we missed a golden marketing opportunity there. You got tagged in. And then imagine when it's like round 26. <laughs> I don't think there's going to be 26. Anyway, they're, they're pounding in the youth room. It's like almost on rhythm. Part eight. Last week, uh, my, my father talked about Holy Spirit coming and dwelling among us, among everyone after the Pentecost. Uh, we talked about how the enemy was defeated, but not yet fully departed. And as we prepare for the spiritual battle that we'll be talking about in the next weeks to come, we need to keep in mind what we'll be talking about today, and that's the amazing ending of his story. We have to set our eyes on that. But in order to get rid of any distractions, I have to tell a few silly jokes. I don't think they're bad jokes. They're just, you know, they're wholesome. So what do dentists call x-rays? Toothpicks. You always got to clamp down on that thing. It feels so awkward. They're like, clamp down. Anyway, Dennis joke. When does a joke become a dad joke? When the punchline is a parent. Should have had this. Does that mean I'm a joke? I was special. Uh, Anyway, our scripture reading is here. I've asked my wonderful wife, Kimberly, to read it for us and to save me. So please. I'll try to redirect. Thank you. And I have to, I have to like lead with this. This is an amazing piece of scripture, and I always cry when I read it. So give me mercy and grace. All right. But before we begin, thank you. That's, that's handy. Let's pray. Ah, Papa, we behold you with awe and wonder. Thank you for inviting us to be part of your revival and renewal. We are longing for the day when you'll make all things new and dwell perfectly with us. Teach us to rest in your faithfulness and trustworthiness. Amen. Our text today is out of the book of Revelation, chapter 21, verses 1 through 5. Yes, 5. Will you stand with me for the reading of the word? Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down for these words are trustworthy 
and true. Blessed be the word of the Lord. You may be seated. As I was getting ready this week, I went over with Kim and asked her to do that. She was very gracious to do it. And uh, she might have mentioned that she can't read it without tearing up. And I was like, honey, neither can I. That's why you're going to read it. So. <laughs> but, but scripture should move us. It should stir us up. That's what scripture does. It's, it's a living, breathing word. It, it stirs up our hearts. And that one's so powerful. That, that's our hope. All right? that, that's what we're longing for. That's what it's, it's all about, is this new I'm making all things new. I will take away every tear. Every ounce of pain will be gone. There will be a new order of things. Heaven and earth meet. And what's cool about that passage uh, is that we we hear it in the Old Testament as well. Back in Isaiah chapter 65, uh, verse 17, you can look it up. I'm not going to put it on the screens, but it's this. See, I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create, for I will create Jerusalem to be a delight and its people a joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. The sound of weeping and crying will be heard in it no more. It's an amazing picture of heaven and earth being in the same place and God living with mankind. We see it, new heaven, new earth. It's all new. It's this great promise that he has for us. See, right now... We live with God, and God is among us through Holy Spirit, right? And in this time period that we live in now, we refer to as the now and the not yet. I pressed a button too early. I apologize there, but we'll get to that point. We live in this tension. It's this time of the kingdom of God is here, but then there's more to come. This now and the not yet is kind of what we'll be talking about today. It's living in this tension. For us to live as new creation people, which was the point here, We have to live submitted to Holy Spirit. In Holy Spirit, that's how we can live like Jesus. And when we live like Jesus in Christ, we are already new creation people. We are people of the promise of God. When we confess that Jesus is Lord, when we believe it in our hearts, and we live to serve him, we turn away from sin, and we live our lives in submission to Holy Spirit. Uh, We've done several series in the past uh, on we hear the term imagers of God and uh, being the we were created in the image of God right being human means you bear a family resemblance to God we, we are made more fully imagers of God when our hearts now resemble that of the Lord's so we're going to read this passage in Colossians uh, chapter 1 verse 15 and that little QR code there will actually take you to fill in notes you can follow along on your smart device if you want you can open up your Bible too that's a great way to follow along as well but we read in Colossians the sun is the image of the invisible God the firstborn over all creation and, and that word that word firstborn there um, I don't want us to think of it as like a literal birthing it's it means that he is over okay it's this he's over he's he, he's he's first he reigns Jesus reigns over all creation, okay? And we'll we'll see that word again here. For in him, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. You know, we... My father talked about these principalities who were behind all the the evil. He, He is over them. Jesus reigns over them. 
All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn. He is over. He is preeminent over death. So that in everything he might have the victory for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. And through Jesus to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now, now, He has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation, without blame, without shame, without guilt. If you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel, this is the gospel that you've heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven, and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. Amazing pieces of scripture today. It's amazing. They, they just preach themselves. It's so easy. Christ is preeminent. He's over all. We read that he's over creation. He's over death. And he's over us, the church. And we read that God is drawing people back to him through Christ. And his sacrifice purifies us, sanctifies us, makes us holy once again. The fact that we have that opportunity should give us a tremendous amount of hope. Then what we read passages like what my wife wrote, we can stir up our hearts knowing that God's got us and that what he has for us is amazing and better than anything else we could have ever imagined. The gospel message brings hope. We have to know this hope We have to know that, uh, this was my dad's phraseology here, just waiting for the sweet by and by. And I sort of questioned if we millennials ever say that line. I don't know. (laughs) We're not just waiting for, for, you know, us to float off on wings. I think a lot of us have a mental image of going to heaven is uh, floating on a cloud and playing a harp. Because I I remember Tom and Jerry, they died a lot and that would happen to them. (laughs) So I think we all have that from Tom and Jerry. We can blame them. And I, I'm sort of hopeful that I don't end up playing a harp in heaven because you can't run a lot of cool distortion effects through a harp. It's got it's a one-trick pony. It's, you know, it's big. It's got to be a pain to keep in tune. We have to know this, that we're not just going to become angels floating off, right? How does that change how we live now, that we're, we're new creation people? It affects us today. It starts with this, putting on the new self. And, and when we were going over the notes and, and I read over that, I was like, that's a churchy phraseology. You know, I, that's like the second time I've used the phrase. That's a churchy wording. Is it like putting on this like weird skin suit? Kimberly was like, yeah, that's weird. Don't say that. I said it anyway. She's like, it's kind of like glory garments. There's some translation right there. Okay, putting on the new self. It's like putting on... New, new clothes, okay? Uh, we read in Ephesians chapter 4, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. It's true. Verse 23, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Putting on the new self putting on glory garments. It's a heart shift. It's a heart transformation. 
It's saying, Lord, I want what you want. And we're going to mess up. We're going we're gonna to falter. And grace for that. But it, it's this continual persevering endurance of pursuing him no matter what. That's what it means to put on the new self. God, I'm going to go after you every step of the way. And it's amazing that, that we have this opportunity, that we can be in the presence of Holy Spirit simply by saying, Holy Spirit, come. We talked a bunch in May. One of the things I said was, cool thing about Holy Spirit is when you ask him to show up, he always shows up. He's so good. And he's so faithful. And the way to him is, is, is great. We'll read in this passage in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 3. I'll read it, and then I'll kind of talk about some of the verses before it. And we all, who with unveiled faces... Now contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. If we were to read a few verses before that one, uh, we'll go up to 12, let's say. Uh, In verse 12, Paul mentions Moses, and he mentions something called an old covenant and the old way of doing things. Uh, Moses uh, would go up on a mountain, and that's where he would meet with God. And when he would return from that mountain, he'd have to veil his face uh, from the other Israelites. And that, that wasn't because God was trying to separate himself. We read that it's because the Israelites separated themselves from God. Their hearts weren't attuned in order to even see Moses, who was just, you know, it was like a reflection thing. They couldn't handle it. We read that, that old covenant. Uh, we'll also see in those other verses, uh, Levitical priests would have to undergo this this transformational process. They couldn't have any blemishes on their skin. They'd have to wear very specific clothing. They'd have to do certain ritualistic things in order to enter into the temple, which was where the presence of God dwelt among the Israelites then. It was this big thing. Paul's saying there's a new covenant now through Jesus and his blood, which allows us to enter into the presence of God without shame, without guilt, and without fear. There's nothing like the presence of God. On our lives. So the fact that God, who's pursuing us, always pursuing us, He was pursuing everyone then. He pursues us now and He has great plans for us. He wants us to be a part and He's made a way. Jesus is the way. He's the only way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. God's all about breaking down barriers. And Jesus broke down the biggest one, which was our, our hearts turning away from God. He says, come back. Be a part of the family. That message is just so, so amazing because of what Christ did. This next passage, uh, Matthew 28, that we, we, we have in our notes, um, 28 verses 18 through 20 is what will pop up on the screens. But the verses right before it, uh, it's right after the resurrection of Christ. He just defeated death, rose again. And he told his disciples he'd meet them on the mountain that they meet at. And then uh, we read in verse 17 that some of the disciples worshipped him, and then some of the remaining 11 doubted him. And, you know, we can read that initially and be like, well, how, how could you doubt that it's Jesus? He's like practically glowing. You just, <laughs> he's there. You, you can see Jesus. You know how amazing it would be if I could just physically see Jesus? What, you know, and maybe you feel like that, but that, that verb that they use for doubt is the same verbiage that they use when Peter met Jesus on the water when he actually walked on water. He started out good, keeping his eyes on Jesus. 
he got the, the surrounding factors came in, the big storm, and he started to sink. Jesus picks him up, and he's right there. This, that, that picture, that image, is mirrored again. Because the disciples, their world just ended the day before. In a way that we wouldn't even know what it's like. We feel like the, the sky's falling down around us and, and panic. And, you know, we're in this, I'm in the same boat. Our hesitancy keeps our eyes on other things when it should be focused solely on Jesus. But Jesus, so faithful, offers his hand and picks us back up. And he does that again in verse 18. He reassures his disciples. He says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. He's there. He's always picking us up. And then he gives them purpose. He gives them a mission. He allows them to partner with him. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. He picks them up, calls them to be a part, pats them on the back, sends them off in confidence that he is always with them. Jesus' authority, his preeminence was full there. It was full. He was made full. He's the new creation right then and there. He calls us to be the same. Just as he called his disciples with the Great Commission, he calls us to do the same. And we have the gift of the Holy Spirit with us. And when we submit to Holy Spirit, we're now more fully images of God. We're partners with God. He partners with, he wants to partner with us. He wants us to be a part of his amazing plan because his plan will happen. He wants us to be a part and be a part of his family. We're to go into the world and tell people who are still being deceived by the evil rulers and principalities that we've talked about in the weeks that there is a way to be reconciled to God through Jesus Christ. So knowing that, putting on the new self, Takes me to our third point. We're to live as small working models of new creation. And again, looking over these notes, uh, commenting on, on dad's notes, we were, he's very helpful in helping me prepare for these. But when I saw that phrase, small working model, I, I thought of Legos. Okay? I don't know if any of you guys play with Legos. It's for like ages uh, zero to 99 plus. I don't know why they put that on the boxes. But I don't think they do that anymore. But... Um, my kids are, are big Lego fans, and uh, you, you know they're around me a lot when I'm at the house. And I thought that was a funny thing to say. My my youngest son and I are, are hanging out, and you know he's heard us talk about uh, the stuff here at church and what what I'll be speaking on. So he's like, "Hey, hey, Dad, when there's a new heaven and a new earth, will I get to keep my Legos?" <laughs> I. I I don't know. There's nowhere in the Bible does we say we... <laughs> so I'm like, son, don't. you know the part where it says there's no more sorrow and more specifically no more pain? Do you know what's painful, son? Stepping on your Legos. So I'm going to say that any Legos on the floor are not going to make the final call, but the Legos in your bins, you're good to go. We're to be small, working Lego models 
of new creation. And the best way to do that is to keep in step with the Spirit. And allowing the Spirit to develop the fruits of the Spirit to be evident in our daily lives. And, uh, you know, I was privileged earlier this year to get to do four weeks in a row on uh, different fruits of the Spirit. And I encourage us all to memorize that passage of Scripture in Galatians. So read this with me, and we'll say patience instead of forbearance, okay? That's the, the pro presenter auto import. Here we go. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things... There is no law. These fruits of the Spirit are character attributes from a life lived in submission to Holy Spirit. These are the things that are developed in us when we follow his lead. And Pastor Billy taught me this, this, this word image. It was months ago back in May. And I'm like, it's so good. I'm stealing that. But he said that, that fruit was made to be eaten. Okay? And, and so we're to be like trees that grow the fruit of the Spirit. And what, you know, people around us experience the fruits of the Spirit from us. And that, that's the kingdom at work. So when we show love, joy, peace, patience, you know how life-changing it is for folks when you're just kind to them? It makes a difference when we're kind. It makes a difference loving well. It's tremendous when I can be patient. It's a big deal. I don't know about you. It is for me. But these, these character attributes, when they're grown, other people experience it. And like, wow, I'm not used to that. This is great. And then they become a part. They get the Holy, they, they experience what Holy Spirit's all about. They grow the fruits of the Spirit. And it goes on and on and on. And that's, that's what we're to be. God's a big gardener. He's growing up trees that grow fruit for his children. That's what we're called to be. And as we... As we go over in the next few weeks, we'll be talking more and more and more of what we mean by the spiritual battle and what our parts are in it. But I do want to say this. In order to be ready for the spiritual battle, we have to have the fruits of the Spirit in us or we'll be ill-prepared. You cannot wear the armor of God effectively without the fruits of the Spirit in you. Submit to Him. Submit to Holy Spirit. Turn away from sin. Submit to him fully. Accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and just live like that, keeping our eyes on the prize. New heaven, new earth. Continue to be small, working models of new creation. Knowing that Christ has us and always has us. Holy Spirit, would you come again and fill our church with your presence, God? Stir up hearts to know you better and to know you more and to long for you, God. We need you, Lord. We need you in our lives. God, we want you more than on Sundays. We want you every day, every moment. Move through our church mightily, Lord. We want to see you move again. God, bring bring healings, bring breakthrough. And use our church as your, your garden, Lord, as you see fit, God. Continue to use our church as a lighthouse, as a beacon to bring in the lost back to you. You're good, Lord, and you love us. Ministry team, would you please head over to the wall? Our ministry team will be over there to, to pray for anything that you might have going on. We believe healings happen here. Lord, bring, bring healings. If you need healing, go over there, get prayed for. If you, you want to pray intercession, 
Go over there and pray. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your lives, do that today. Go over there to that wall. They will lead you through that. It is the best possible decision that you'll ever make. And church, thank you so much for, for your amazing generosity. We do a lot of really cool outreach events here at the church. So uh, your, your, your partnership with us keeps the day-to-day functions of this church going. Uh, keeps the lights on. So we thank you. If you're interested in partnering with us, info is on there as well as the app. Let's sing the doxology together, and I'm going to sing it in a lower key. Here we go. I heard some nice harmonies there. Nice. And may the Lord bless you and keep you, and may his face shine upon you, and may he be gracious to you and give you peace. And go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thank you for being here. We'll see you soon. Remember, be thankful for five things. Encourage two people so we can get one lost child back to dad. Y'all have a happy Labor Day. Be safe out on the water. Catch some big big legal fish. See you later. (laughs) Goodbye. And everyone online, thank you so much for for tuning in and watching. We love you. We're so appreciative of you guys. Uh, Next week, he'll be talking about the manifold witness of the Holy Spirit. Is that right? Manifold? Like combustion manifold? manifold? wisdom of God. The manifold wisdom of God. All about the church. So he's excited about it. I'm excited about it. You should be too. See you later.